Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. This is Christy Walsh from Surfing the Psychic Waves, and welcome to the eighth episode on Inflow Radio. And this show's title is called Surfing with Crayons. (laughs) And that might sound a little weird, but uh, I've noticed over the many years that I've been sort of working with energy that if I need to get into a very um, easy space, a kindergarten space, you know, for no particular reason, I just really found that you have an opportunity to get into other forms of energy and what better way to do that than using some crayons. So somebody's already figured out what the colors say, what they sort of mean, but we don't care about any of that just as long as there's a box of crayons around. And so I've been using um, crayons as a tool for a very long time. And I was explaining it to someone a couple of uh, days ago, and I realized that I should probably talk about this. So there was somebody that I actually um, did a lot of my psychic training with, and she had kind of stumbled across this, and this is years ago. And uh, she told me that before she, you know, had certain meetings, she would uh, get out some crayons and start drawing the energy. And so for me, I kind of used that in a way to sort of say hello to the energy before I actually was in it. So what you can do is that on the day that you might wake up feeling especially happy, maybe for no particular reason, you just woke up, you're feeling great. Maybe you feel a little bit of the giggles coming on uh, on the inside. You want to use that energy. And so that's kind of a good day when you're just waking up fresh, you're really super happy, it's not really tied to anything. You want to use that day, that morning of energy and think about a future time, future space when you're going to be having meetings, maybe lunch with friends, maybe a dinner, um, anything that has sort of a little bit of pressure out there in the future. You want to use the good mood and the good vibes today to sort of pre-plan this future. And so what how you can do that is uh, by using crayons. So many of you have them sort of, sort of buried in the closet somewhere, the 64 you know, colors of crayons in a box ready to go. And how you do this is that you use your non-dominant hand and a piece of paper. It can be any scrap of paper. We don't, you know, we're not making very big distinctions here. We just want this to be super easy where you kind of have the crayons off to the side. You're not even really looking at the colors you're choosing and you're just letting your body sort of do it. And you can pick out, um, you know, a couple of different crayons or maybe just one. And what you want to do on that piece of paper is draw you in the center of it. And you can do that by, you know, a square circle, maybe put your initials on the inside. And then you'll start maybe choosing a different color or keep using that same crayon. And you'll start drawing little spokes around the center of that little, uh, picture that you're drawing, but you're using your non-dominant hand. And what that does is it gets you out of judgment really fast. Your brain isn't particularly 
uh, fixated on how you normally do things because you're using your non-dominant hand. And what you're trying to do here is to say hello to a future energy, but in this really funny, creative, childlike state. And uh, we don't think about this all the time, um, but I've noticed that it's particularly effective uh, for meetings with work and where you're going to have people coming in from maybe different disciplines, different backgrounds, and you kind of need to get things going. Um, the other way you can use this uh, energy or this sort of exercise with energy is to think about the people that you might meet in that meeting, um, the situations that you might have to tackle that same day of a particular big meeting. Um, and so as you have that crayon in your hands, and I actually have one in my hand right now, you're going to draw this circle with your initials inside the circle. And then as you start to draw spokes around, you can keep drawing uh, crayons if you want to, or just stick with the one. And you can either draw maybe other folks' initials, or you can actually draw a little like circle off of that spoke of the situations that you'll encounter on that future day. And so you can do it for the day that you're in, or you can do it out in the future. And what you notice as you start to do this, drawing your spokes and sort of picking out people's initials or situations you'll sort of encounter that day, you're actually saying hello to the energy before anybody else has sort of gotten in there and decided what the energy should be. And so it's like setting the table. You know, people are coming over, you know, people are going to eat, they're going to talk, stuff is going to happen, <laughs> but you're kind of setting the table before that thing, you know, arrives that day. And so what I notice about this is that it's not really about the color. It's not really about the situation or the people. It's about letting you have the space to say hello to the energy you're having your body sort of say hello to the energy by using that non-dominant hand. And every part of you is sort of saying hello to different forms of energy that's not particularly defined. And the reason why it works is that probably that day that you woke up feeling really happy and you did your, you know, coloring here of, you know, yourself in the center, you're making these little flowers or spokes, kind of looks like a little bicycle wheel. Um, you've actually programmed the energy. And so that kind of has a little bit of a charge on it, a little bit of a kind of energy on it, like you're doing something major, but it's a lot more easier than, than that. You can do it anytime during the day. Um, you can do it right before a big meeting. You can do it right before a big dinner, you know, whatever the situation might be. You can certainly do it first thing when you wake up before you start your day. Um, it's particularly helpful when you have like 20 things to do and you have no idea which one to do first. You're a little bit floundering. You're trying to kind of get motivated and excited about whatever you need to accomplish. And sometimes maybe there's stuff you don't want to do on your list, but you woke up in a great mood that day. So again, uh, the exercise is you grab some crayons in your non, um, you have them near you, you use your non-dominant hand, and you start drawing just kind of this little circle with your initials in the center, and then you start drawing spokes around, and you can label those spokes with other little circles or squares of situations or um, 
initials of folks that you might encounter that day. And if you notice when the day is over, you probably did everything on that piece of paper. Um, and so I have found it particularly effective when I have so many things to do in one day and I have no idea how to get there. But you're using your good energy, you're using your happy energy, and you're using that childlike quality. And crayons just always seem to do that to people. So uh, we have uh, folks uh, up and down the West Coast actually using this um, in their workspace. Um, and uh, I wanted to share it with you today. But that's not all of my little tips today. I have uh, a couple of more um, that I want to share with you. Uh, but mainly, I want to get back to that idea of sort of setting the table, preparing for energy, letting your body sort of interact with an energy before it happens. Um, and that little tiny preparation that you're doing, even at an energy level, it kind of opens you up to be more available in present time. And so sometimes uh, when we're sort of talking about energy, we're not really thinking about the past and the present and the future. Um, we certainly heard about the power of now being in the moment, and that's all great stuff. That's great energy to be in the present moment. We love that. However, sometimes you know things are coming up, and they could be difficult, or they could go a lot easier if you just sort of say hello to the energy before you're actually in it. Um, it helps your body. Uh, it helps you to be in more of a state of awareness rather than reactivity. And um, allows you to be a little bit more of you in that moment. And so where I've used this sort of crayon technique, I've used it before big meetings. I've used it when there's so much I have to do in one day, I, I can't really focus. When I'm in a particularly good mood, I actually do this for some future event. And it could be months away, a couple days away. Um, and using the non-dominant hand very much helps where you're not really thinking about the colors you're choosing, but you'll notice that your body does talk to you in color and you might be choosing different things uh, or different ways of combining colors that you never would have thought of. And so there is a little bit of artistic stuff going on here, but we're not making a big deal about it. And so uh, again, it, it's just a simple way for you to say hello to energy before you actually are in it. Um, and there's many ways to say hello to energy, and this is just one of them. And so again, we're kind of trying to be out of the judgment of what needs to happen in the future, but we want to be available to the energy. So anything can happen in the future, whatever that future situation is, you're available to it. Your body is prepared for it. It's like, okay, this thing's going to happen. And you can actually sort of uh, enjoy that event because you've sort of said hello to the energy. And so again, saying hello to the energy is not defining what it's going to be. But there are times when you might have a little bit more anxiety about a certain event. Um, and so you, it's natural to want to sort of program that energy. And what I mean by that is that you're not just setting the table for something to happen. You're actually you want things to occur in a certain way. And so that means there's probably some judgment in there. You're probably defining things the way they should be, but you don't need to even do that. What you can do is you can set 
the energy of, let's say, the room that this meeting's going to happen or this dinner's going to happen or whatever the event is. You can actually just set the energy to be something very open and creative or whatever else you want to throw in there. And so what I've noticed is that I kind of have this list of really great days when I was growing up. And so sometimes that could have been when the ice ice cream truck was, you know, rolling down the street and all the kids were coming out into the street trying to buy, you know, their rainbow popsicle thing. And um, that was always kind of funny to me that people just run out into the street and start clamoring around this truck to, to buy ice cream. It just seems hilarious. Um, so I have sort of that in my back pocket. I also have other days like um, you're in the fourth grade and everybody's going to get a Valentine and it's Valentine's Day. Like that's another one. And so these two sort of situations in my past have an energy that's kind of universal and people kind of like it. There's curiosity. There's like, yeah, I'm going to get something today. It's going to be really cool. I'm going to get this card. <laughs> I'm going to get 30 Valentine's cards from my you know, classmates or whatever. There's something about that energy. There's something about the energy of, let's say, ice cream that uh, people like and they like to be around it. And so uh, you can think of other things like, you know, the first high school dance or, um, there can be other times when everybody uh, built a fort, they all came over your house and, you know, you, you were in the fort for like four hours or sometimes people have tree houses and that was the clubhouse and all the kids used to convene there. So you can go back to sort of like these childlike memories of where it was open and funny and hilarious and curious and you can use those pieces of energy for a future event now that you're this, you know, adult um, and you have other things you need to create, but you can still use this sort of past energy um, that felt really good to you and your body and to other bodies around you. And so you kind of want to find different situations. You might want to write them down so you can, you know, put, you know, put them on the fridge, like, you know, like what those situations are so you can grab those energies into whatever you need to create in present time. So um, one of the things I've been uh, working on as I kind of go through um, this these many years of psychic development is to use these past sort of situations for these future sort of bigger meetings. I have uh, another workspace, not just uh, podcasting and inflow radio. I do do other things. And in these other areas of my life where I've had to have meetings of different people coming in from all over, um, all over different walks of life, different work situations that they're coming into let's say a particular meeting, um, you'd like them to feel welcome and maybe curious and at ease and um, like they belong. And so some of those sort of universal qualities, I can take that idea of like, oh yeah, ice cream truck. Um, that looks like it's a pink energy to me. And I can put that in that meeting room. So I'm not controlling exactly what happens in the meeting room other than I'm setting the table or setting the space for this pink ice cream energy to be in there and people can feel welcome and at ease. They might tell a joke. 
you know, comedy might be encouraged <laughs> in this pink energy, you know, whatever that is. And so people are actually walking into a meeting room where they're already feeling welcomed and at ease. And imagine how much better that meeting would go if everyone in that room felt like that. And so I'm not controlling the outcome. I'm just uh, at the first part, like the welcoming committee. <laughs> I'm not trying to control the whole thing because we like creative energy. We like to work with other people because they have other ideas than we do. And when you build and create things with other people, you can create much more than you could by yourself. So it's kind of this idea where you let go a little bit of kind of what you want and you kind of open up the world to invite curiosity and invite maybe more giggles in the room more jokes in the room. And how do you do that? And so um, we'll do a couple of more meditations as we kind of walk through the show. I'm going to kind of throw a lot of stuff out there at you guys. So it'll be in the archives for a long time. But uh, we're going to take this idea of having a really big meeting, whatever that is. You know, it could be a meeting of your bridesmaids and you're getting married and You've got a lot of stuff to get through and blah, 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 whatever that is. You want to imagine that there's other situations that you've been in growing up in your past that could really serve you right now in present time. And so what could that be? I'm going to be in the meeting. I'm going to show up there. So what energy could I be bringing into this meeting? So I could think about that day, that Valentine's Day when everybody got a Valentine and Everybody ended up with 30 Valentines and it's so cool opening them up and, you know, you forget about school. You're just eating all this, these candy hearts and opening up these Valentine's cards, whatever. In that moment, everybody's kind of in this state of like joy, happiness, um, anything's possible, creativity, maybe, maybe somebody made their own Valentines, whatever that is, you can kind of see this energy and maybe it's uh, a different color maybe it's light blue maybe it's yellow whatever that color is for you you can imagine that being an energy that you pull into present time into this future meeting space and i actually do use the like the physical sort of attributes of the room when i do this so i imagine whatever that room is going to be that i'm going to have this big meeting i'm going to imagine that you know the corners of the ceiling and the corners of the floor kind of come together in kind of a grid. You can play around with that. It might look like a star or a Merkaba or a big giant bubble. Um, it can be a big, you know, 3D kind of box of energy. And I just fill it with this energy of, let's say, Valentine's Day or, you know, the tree, tree house you know, the clubhouse that everybody used to climb up the tree and hang out in, you know, whatever that is. And I'm, I'm sure there's many days um, growing up where you have situations that you can pull from. And so you want to kind of have that list around. And over time, you start to realize like, oh, I'm going to use that energy and I'm going to use that situation and I'm going to apply it over there. So I'm going to let you guys sit with that for a little bit. And uh, when we come back after break, we're going to do a little bit more with that energy of filling in the space and let's say creating a meeting space where a lot of stuff happens. So stay tuned. 
Hi, this is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, we're back. This is Christy Walsh. We are surfing the psychic waves, and today we're surfing with crayons. And the reason why we're calling this show Surfing with Crayons is because there's a lot of childlike kindergarten energy that you can use from your past. You can use it in your future. And so uh, we've looked at already kind of this idea of preparing for the day, preparing for the surf, where you can use crayons. You can draw a little picture on a piece of paper uh, where you're kind of using this idea of uh, looking at energy and situations you'll be in during the day. And as you sort of use your crayons to kind of draw this out in kind of a little, it looks like a bicycle wheel, maybe a flower, whatever that is, uh, as you start drawing, uh, you'll notice that you actually are saying hello to energy before it actually happens. And something kind of magical and interesting and curious happens when you do that. And I think it has to do with including your body in sort of preparing for this energy in the future. And I think uh, you're also still being in present time, but you're allowing yourself for a future event to include you and all the stuff that's sort of happening on this piece of paper. Um, So it's kind of an interesting sort of twist because sometimes we think we need to be separate and kind of in our own space, doing our meditation, nobody bugging you, and that's fine. But sometimes you want to interact with energy a little bit more when you're in present time. And so we haven't really talked uh, about... Um, present time. We've talked about past lives. Uh, we've certainly talked about uh, energies uh, as you grow up, and that could be considered, you know, in your past. But today, there's a lot of energy just in the now. And so, um, as we kind of look towards what might happen in the future, you kind of build this bridge between where you are now and where what energies you'd like to play with in the future. And so, um, in some ways, if you don't think about it too much, you don't analyze it too much, you just kind of get in there and start playing, something else happens. And so, crayons are a great way to do that. Um, And I've been using this for a long time. A lot of my friends that have uh, known me over the years uh, kind of always ask me this. There are some who've started using this that are still using it. So, um, I'd highly recommend it. So you use your non-dominant hand, you draw this picture of you in the center and the energy that you'll be encountering that day. And, you know, you'll tailor this to what works for you, but uh, it does help you uh, sort of plan out your weeks, your months, your day, even 
you know, in that one uh, particular day, uh, just in that moment where your body is getting to say hello to energy. And so what happens is that you end up in a neutral space. You're less concerned with all the happenings that need to occur and kind of you're not defining exactly what needs to happen. You're just saying hello, like, oh, I might talk to that person that day. Oh, I might be in that meeting today. Oh, I might uh, need um, some information from someone. But it's not this uh, defined space where you're controlling. It's actually a space where you're creating. And so it looks a little weird at first, but it's easier to use crayons to get into that childlike state. So another thing that we can do when we have sort of big events or big sort of me gathered into a room is that we can set the energy to be inclusive of everybody in the room. And so what we were talking about just before break is that you can use past fun, curious, uh, exciting (laughs) kind of energies from your past and apply that into this future meeting space. And so you can actually use the physical sort of attributes of the room to fill up that room with that energy. So we have the holidays coming up, maybe have a big event, a big meeting coming up. You can imagine the room being this welcoming space, whatever that is for you and this group that might be there, um, where somebody can walk into the room and feel instantly at ease, maybe curious, maybe interested, maybe open, whatever that is. But everybody in the room gets this, not just one or two. Like we don't want it that defined because the more people have the space to create, the better outcome. And so that's kind of this idea of sort of setting the energy. And so sometimes I've used um, an energy of like the first high school dance um, for meetings where I needed people to get excited, but maybe the particular project that they were walking into may not have been that exciting, but I need their ideas and I need their input and I need their curiosity. And so you start sort of looking at the energy of how to create with people kind of at a bigger universal level. It's not that I need a particular person to say this thing, so this happens. It's like you're not defining um, like a big list. You're actually letting the energy be created, be creative, and people can contribute. And so it's way more inclusive and way less separate. So hopefully that makes a little um, more of an impact in now that we're back from break. So the other thing you can do is that a couple of weeks ago, we talked about bringing in this kind of solar energy. And so many of us in our many lifetimes have done different kinds of like sun worship. Certainly we know about the Egyptians and hieroglyphics and how they were very into the sun. And so some people draw on that. Other folks uh, are really interested in the galactic center and the sun over there. Um, there's different solar systems you can always use. So there's many suns in the universe is what I'm trying to say. So you can always draw on whatever sun is sort of the one your go-to. Um, and you can bring that solar energy into this future meeting room. And so again, you're just allowing the solar energy to kind of be a big ball in that room. 
And so if you think about solar energy, it's where a lot of uh, creativity sort of happens. And yet there's a lot of planets sort of revolving around that sun. That sun is interacting with all the planets all the time. And different things are being created with sort of this push and pull of the universe. And so that same sort of solar energy, this like giant creative force, you're allowing to be a part of whatever is happening in that room. So let's say it's a meeting, maybe it's a giant meeting with your bridesmaids and you've got to get this wedding plans. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a couple of other um, scenarios here. But either way, you can imagine that a room full of golden sun energy, you can imagine that the people that walk into that room are going to feel pretty good, pretty relaxed, and pretty welcome. And so it's this idea of just kind of opening up the energy so people can kind of enjoy it and be a part of something and contribute. So that's uh, one other way that you can kind of work with that energy. The other thing that I've noticed is that you can uh, use energy uh, on the fly as you're walking into uh, a meeting place or an event where you're a little uncertain. And so, uh, again, if you kind of go back to that childlike energy of what it was like walking into your first day of school, um, that could have been a little bit of everything, a little bit of excitement, a little bit of um, confusion, a little bit of uh, not sure what's going to happen, I guess maybe a little bit of um, temerity. Uh, You might... uh, felt that you wanted to meet as many friends as possible. So this sort of anticipation and anxiety. Well, if you throw all of that into a blender, it's pretty much enthusiasm and enthusiasm for something that's coming next. And so sometimes that enthusiasm in an adult space, in an adult body, that looks like something really awesome. Like, oh my gosh, when you walked into that room, I totally wanted to talk to you. And so I just noticed that there's these pockets of energy as we were growing up that you can use in present time. And so uh, the next time you walk into a room where maybe you don't know a lot of people or some meeting or um, you can use it at the airport. I actually do this a lot where I like play around with energy in the middle of an airport um, because it gives you a lot of space. There's a lot going on. And if, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, judgment there, if, They'll just think you're a weirdo, but you're at the airport, so it's okay. Um, so uh, I do actually do that a lot. Now that the more I think of it, maybe I should stop that. Anyway, um, so uh, as you walk into a room, you can use uh, different energies to sort of give you uh, a little boost as you walk into the room. So you're more available to interact with the energies that are there. And I'm talking about those days where you just have to. Uh, sort of show up and you weren't planning on it. You didn't have time to get out your crayons and do all this stuff. You just have to walk in and and sort of perform. And in that case, uh, there are other things that you can draw on. And you've certainly been in many of those situations in your past. Um, And so in present time, you get to sort of show up fully of all those times you've had that same sort of experience of walking into this kind of enthusiasm space. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I showed up and wow, 
you know, this possibility energy is there. So as you kind of walk into this possibility energy, there is actually a tool. Uh, I believe it's from the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And uh, I've been working with this particular tool for a while. And you can use a rose, like an imaginary rose, out in front of you. It doesn't have to be a bouquet. It could just be one. <laughs> you can pick a color of the rose. Um, it might have a lot of leaves or no leaves, thorns, no thorns, however you want to sort of use that image. And you can imagine all that enthusiasm, all the other times you've walked into rooms and had no idea what was going to happen. You can imagine that's all in that rose. That energy is ready to go. It's like, it's in front of you. You know what that is. People outside of you that are kind of looking at your energy will see this rose etherically and kind of understand like, oh, this person is enthusiastic and ready to have this meeting or ready for whatever the next thing is. And so uh, if we use these this idea not to create a separation between you and someone else, but as a conduit or a bridge, um, you're using this sort of rose energy as a way that people can kind of interact with this energy. And in the background, with you, your aura, your body, you kind of get a little bit of time to kind of get it together. <laughs> Sometimes we don't always know, as very, very sensitive people, how things are going to unfold. And that can be really scary to a psychic person. And if you have found Inflow Radio, most of you are probably in that space. So if I say words like intuitive, psychic, <laughs> healer, you know what those are. And it's different for everyone. And we all have our different sensitivity points. And so when you notice that like, okay, I have my situation from, you know, walking into my first day of, you know, the first grade and that was wonderful. You, you can't quite grab onto that energy. You can actually have it in a rose out in front of you. And you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. I have this thing out in front of me, this energy that's going to help me sort of ease my way into this room, into this space. And maybe I'm not going to feel comfortable until the meeting's over. But you know what? I did show up and I did prepare. And here's my rose right in front of me. Like I am available. You are kind of showing the universe again that you are aware and that you're willing to participate. So sometimes some of us, when we get scared, we fly out of our bodies and that's totally fine. Uh, some of us like get really inside our bodies and we pull on our aura and it's almost like being kind of curled up in a ball in the corner. And, you know, we all kind of have our go-to kind of reactions sometimes. And uh, this is kind of one of the ways to get around that is that even though you may physically or sort of internally not be 100% there, but you have to show up, you use this rose energy out in front of you to sort of project the thing that you would like to get to. So I'd like to be open and enthusiastic and encouraging when I walk into this room. You know, I'd like to participate. I'd like to be curious. I'd like to create with these people. Even though I'm totally petrified, at least the rose out in front of me is uh, matching the energy that I would like to match. So you also give a sort of a point for people to kind of gravitate towards this energy around this rose uh, instead of you. So they don't need to climb into your space. They can just 
climb into the rows if they want to out in front of you. And so while you're sort of managing that energy of the rows, it's still not you. You still have a little bit of space. And so I'm not trying to sort of talk about this as a way to separate you from other people. It's more to give you space to get your energy sort of gathered or changed or do whatever you need to do to sort of participate. And sometimes as very sensitive people, we can't always get there that fast. <laughs> we need, you know, 15 minutes into a meeting, then I'm going to show up. So that that's not always conducive to very good productive discussions. And so if I use a rose and I kind of let that rose be that um, vibration of energy, I would like to be very much helps me. Um, and there's many ways that you can use uh, roses um, after the meeting. You can imagine the rose dissolving or disappearing. Um, and so that energy is now over. Now you can go create a new one. Um, if you, uh, you can use it while driving, you can use it, a rose out in front of your car it might help you get to where you need to go if you're lost, <laughs> that kind of thing. So you can really play around with kind of working with this image of a rose out in front of you. And it can do a lot of things in a very short period of time. It's easy to imagine and you can just dissolve it when you're, you're not going to use it anymore. You're moved on. Now you're in a different space and you can create something else. So, yeah. So if you can just imagine, um, just sort of taking a deep breath and settling back into your chair or, uh, your couch or wherever you're kind of laying down, whatever's happening. Um, if you could just imagine that space behind your eyes, that uh, center of your head, whatever that is for you. Some folks call it the pineal gland or the sixth chakra, whatever uh, you call it. You can imagine the space behind your eyes and a movie screen out in front of you. And on that movie screen, you can have the rose there. Or you can imagine that it's actually a rose out in front of your aura, about, I don't know, two feet maybe in front of you, if that's easier. Yeah. You can also have this uh, rose out in front of you, and it could be broadcasting this golden sun energy that we talked about earlier. So you can use it as a conduit, as a broadcaster, as a little lighthouse. Um, but it helps you to sort of imagine things in a very, uh, very easy and quick way. So we're going to take a little break. I'm going to have you guys play with those roses we talked about. And when we come back, uh, we're going to go to a little campfire. Okay. This is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 
1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, we're back. This is Christy Walsh. We are Surfing the Psychic Waves. Uh, this show is called Surfing with Crayons, and we've certainly talked about crayons. We've talked about roses. We've talked about, uh, you know, ice cream trucks and all sorts of fun things in our past growing up. Um, but one of the things that I noticed that I still do to this day is that whether or not I'm actually in meditation I kind of fall into it a little bit in the light trance, but I use this idea of a campfire. And for me, um, I'll use this idea of being in a redwood grove. I can't say that fast. Um, where there's a little campfire in the center and I invite people to come in and talk to me. And sometimes I give speeches in there. I'm not sure how that started, but sometimes it happens. Um, but I invite uh, different historical figures to the campfire. And sometimes I ask questions and sometimes I uh, just commune with these different figures and different pictures or energies or um, colors. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple of ways this kind of happens for me, but different things sort of happen. Sometimes music gets played. And sometimes I know who's playing, and other times I just hear this music that sort of happens when these folks kind of all come together. And so a lot of us as uh, sensitive folks, um, we know that we have spirit guides or we have sort of these healing uh, beings that come around us. Um, I've been working with Venus Andrek for a long time over the years, and so I will call her up and say, oh, my God, I need the beings. <laughs> and so we work on energies. Um and recently we had a discussion about uh, working with historical figures. And uh, I was talking to her about some of the ones I bug all the time. But um, we all have our sort of different go-to um, sort of points in history that feel good to us. And so, you know, sometimes for me it has to do with Italy and different uh, times in Italy. Sometimes it has to do with France. Sometimes it has to do with Ireland. Um, there's just these different countries that just kind of call you. Um, there's other times that I've taken uh, trips and have just fallen right into kind of knowing where everything was um, the minute I got off the plane. And I can't really explain that, except that's probably past life stuff, which is great. So um, what I have noticed is that as I sort of work with energy and I want to pull energy sort of in to sort of inform my life in present time, I can talk to these historical figures or invite them to this campfire. And so I kind of set the, set the energy of just campfire kind of uh, campfire songs. Somebody's going to bring a guitar. For some reason, these jazz mus musicians always show up. And so uh, it's probably another past life thing. It's not this lifetime, but um, it's definitely always happening for me. So at first glance, you might run into a couple of figures that you're like, you? Really? I, I've known you? <laughs> I've interacted with you? This is amazing. Um, and uh, over time, if you just sort of give it uh, time and space, you'll notice that 
the story starts to unfold. And so what I imagine is just a fire in the center of this redwood grove. And there's maybe some benches around. Maybe there's not. Um, sometimes we do just sit right on the forest floor and we invite uh, different folks in. And so when I say we, um, it's usually myself and uh, my other healing guides that I've worked with for a long time. And um, we start to call in other other folks that we've worked with before. And so sometimes I'll use uh, different historical folks. Um, in my sort of spiritualist past, um, I do uh, regularly bug Gordon Higginson. Um, I do also go even farther back than that. Um, since he's kind of a 20th century uh, person, I do bug uh, Winston Churchill from time to time. Uh, Catherine the Great, um, some of the, you know, Hollywood, uh, celebrity types, um, from the forties. Uh, I certainly call on them sometimes. And, uh, sometimes I go all the way back to like King Solomon. And so sometimes I get a little biblical. Um, and so it doesn't need to be religious in any way. It's just that these folks have had some sort of staying power. So over the many, many years, people still know their story or their biography, or they've accomplished these amazing different things. And um, it's kind of a way to kind of watch and learn and understand kind of the energy that they might have been in in their lifetime. And so sometimes when we call on, um, let's say, somebody who's had a big film career in the past, um, what they've had to sort of manage and the energy that they've had to manage has been a lot of attention on them or a lot of scrutiny or a lot of, you know, like the critics saying their play was awful or whatever that is. It's like they've had to deal with a lot of other energies sort of coming at them. And so I kind of uh, work with some of those Hollywood types that way. And sometimes for maybe more of a religious or biblical figure, like a Solomon, sometimes I bug Moses, um, you know, sometimes it's other you know, saints that I might have had affinity for growing up. Um, you know, I'm working with them because uh, their stories may actually be bigger than what, you know, the biography that I read. Um, so everybody talks about Solomon's temple and he was so wealthy and blah, blah, blah. But I actually see Solomon in a very different way. Um, I see him more of an alchemist and somebody who could change energy. So. I'm asking him those kind of questions. And so in my campfire scenario, I'm just sitting down just like anyone else in the sort of campfire. And as they sort of come around, for me, the jazz musicians show up first. They're playing some songs and they sit down and then more start to gather. And so, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm asking for help. Uh, sometimes I'm asking, um, different questions about maybe an energy about the planet itself. Um, sometimes I ask questions about healing. Um, how would you heal this particular situation? Um, it's a way to ask questions. But what I notice is that as I sort of fall into meditation in this sort of campfire scenario in my mind, I notice that uh, different energies start to show up for me. And so that can be a healing that I'm receiving from some of these historical figures. Sometimes 
it's an energy that was mine that I'm rediscovering and they're helping me find. So there's a lot of buried treasure in this idea of talking to these historical figures. Have I bugged Napoleon? Oh yeah. Um, have, do I know exactly what he said to me and the thing that I was asking for and all that? You know, I kind of forget. It's been a little bit of a, of time since I kind of sat down with him, but would I bug him again? Oh yeah. So you'll start to find there's just different folks that you're, you're kind of grown, uh, to, they're kind of part of your life without you really, um, thinking too much about it. So again, it's kind of back to that idea of crayons where you're just kind of grabbing these crayons out of this box. They're available to you. Um, and they're willing to be used. And that's kind of sort of how I see these historical figures. They've led some uh, very big sort of lives, very big um, sort of uh, situations that are written down in uh, the history books. Um, but there's a lot more to their stories that we haven't uh, really discovered. And yet you can do that in sort of this meditation space. And um, if I imagine this sort of campfire scenario where I'm in this space behind my eyes, the center of my head, and I kind of just allow this to occur. Sometimes when I sit down in that space, I'm not necessarily in meditation yet, maybe a light trance, but not quite there yet. And it might be really empty. And in that emptiness, I just kind of start to let the energy just sort of uh, dissipate and release. And then I start inviting them in. So what I notice is that I can still, you know, ask Winston Churchill to show up and he'll show up. Um, and then, you know, I can keep doing that and I keep inviting more and more. Sometimes it's 12 people. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's just three. Sometimes it's just my jazz musician guys and we just hang out. So uh, I guess I'd like to encourage you to kind of find this sort of campfire space where you can be in this sort of childlike kindergarten mode uh, where you can enjoy sort of the energies of all these different kinds of folks that have lived on earth before. They know about energy. They know how to sort of move energy around. You don't need to talk that much. You don't need to tell them what to do or how they're supposed to help you. And You know, that's that was another show. That was last week. <laughs> the dark night of the soul. You don't want to use that for in a in a campfire situation. Um, that's another another type of thing going on there. But um, in this campfire scenario, you're kind of getting into this idea of communion, and that other energies are possible. And so sometimes you can uh, uh, ask questions, try to gain answers if if that's your thing. Um, but if you're just sitting there in the energy, you start to realize that there's more of your energy that actually can show up in your everyday life. So it's a space where you end up being neutral to all these different energies around you. And they may be completely different than the energies that you're in in your daily life. And so there's always a way to sort of merge those energies together. And that's... Um, a way you can also use this rose that we talked about uh, before. And so you can use this sort of rose energy. Of, let's say you had this great campfire sort of experience and 
lots of jokes and creativity and curiosity was shared. And that energy can be in a rose out in front of you and you can come back to that energy again and again and again. You can use it and you can use it as maybe an idea of the energy you'd like to get to in the future. So you can see where I'm going with this. So it's like you can take a little piece of that campfire with you everywhere. So uh, I think with this show, we're trying to get you to look at energy in a little bit different way uh, where you can kind of set the energy before you actually show up for it. Um, you certainly have the availability of other historical figures and you'll find out some things are true or not true in your communion with them. Um, you always have this idea of uh, connecting to the sun and bringing in that solar energy wherever you go in whatever room you walk into. And uh, you certainly can create out in the future using the energy you have right now, right in this space. So we'll do a little bit more work in other shows about uh, the different chakras and how you can use them and move energy around. But for today, uh, we were trying to get to a place that's a little bit childlike, a little bit more... Uh, open to possibility, curiosity, and that there is a lot available to all of you out there. And as sensitive, psychic, intuitive healers <laughs> tune in all the time, uh, you actually do have a lot available to you and you're absolutely never alone. So between a rose, a golden sun, historical figures, and your crayons, like you have a lot to do and a lot to play with. So we'll do some more work with this in the future. And uh, thanks for tuning in today. And uh, send me an email at surfingthepsychicwaves uh, at gmail.com um, or send it into inflowradio.com and uh, we'll get your questions answered. So thanks so much for surfing with crayons with me today. And uh, we'll do some more surfing with probably the planets next. Thanks. Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.